because all of this could be gone tomorrow. So when things are good, even if, if for, for a fleeting moment, if things are good, they're good. As I begin to look from within, I need a plan to be whoever I choose. All I need is a friend to lend me a hand. Soul in demand, can't give in to you. Some things will never change, some always will. What's going on to the Cow Podcast? I'm Isaac. I'm Nick. And that was uh, Dan Matless, uh, Bad Days Are Over, uh, featuring Atmosphere. Dope-ass tracks. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. It's really good. Um, So we were talking before we got on the podcast, and you actually weren't the biggest fan of of Raw and SmackDown this week. No, I really wasn't. Um, I tried. Uh, Maybe maybe you're having an off day? Maybe, but I mean Monday. I don't know. I did get off work pretty late, so I was already really tired. But yep. when I watched it all on Tuesday. I was like, okay, I'm not tripping. This really isn't that great. Um, I actually enjoyed it, but uh, let's go to jump into things here. Uh, Elias is out in the middle of the ring, doing his thing, talking shit. Starts running down the LA crowd. Uh, but Seth comes out, attacks him from behind, takes him out with a chair. Just continues to beat that ass with that chair. Um, after that, after the beating, out comes I believe it was uh, Bobby Lashley first, mm-hmm. and then um, hits him with his what he hits him, hits him with the uh, power slam, a uh, spear, a spear. The Miz comes out, hits him with uh, uh, the, his uh, his finisher. Um, then uh, Cesaro comes out, hits him with the the Cesaro uh, spin. Uh, Ricochet comes out, hits him with a move. Braun Strowman comes out, power slams him. They all just beat down Elias for no apparent reason other than to beat him down. Okay, so at first, when I watched that, I was like, okay, this is how we're going to start out. This is going to be good. And then that was it for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get a fiddle five-way match, the determined normal contender for Samoa Joe. Uh, some really good stuff. Uh, it's an elimination match, which was great. We usually get a fatal five-way quick pin. Uh, Braun Strowman takes out Bobby Lashley and Cesaro pretty quickly. Um, they come back in. They take him out. They beat him down. Ricochet hits the uh, 650, uh, pins him, and so then uh, Bobby La- that uh, excuse me. Um, so Bobby Lashley and Cesaro they take off. Braun Strowman gets up, launches Ricochet like like a basketball outside the ring takes everyone out and just runs over the Miz on his way out of the ring ah uh, yeah uh, so we're left with uh, the Miz and uh, Ricochet Ricochet ends up picking up the win new number one contender Samoa Joe slides in and chokes his ass out um I thought that was good though I'm not gonna front. I was a fan of it uh, so they're advertising Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins as the main event I got super hyped for that. Actually, yeah, because I love those two together. Yep. Um, comes Becky Lynch. She's uh, cutting a promo. Pretty solid. Lacey Evans comes out. Basically says that uh, she can do Marine Boot Camp in the morning and Rickentillion at night. Becky was like, I respect who you are, but who you are, I can't stand. 
thought that was a nice little little jab. Uh, apparently, Dana Warrior is working heavily with Lacey Evans. That's interesting. What do you think? Um, I really enjoy Lacey Evans' mic work. I think her character work is fantastic. Her angering work still needs a lot to go. But yeah, she's, so. she's solid. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. No. Uh, so uh, Becky Lynch takes her out, which was which was great. Um, let's see. It was just it was just kind of a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Bryan and Rowan are out there. They cut a promo talking about why they're there that night. Uh, they run down L.A. They take off to the back. The Viking Raiders come out. They beat a couple jobbers pretty quickly. Um, then we see... Uh, so then the camera pans to the crowd, and I missed it. I don't know if I was exhausted or not paying attention, but Truth and Carmella are dressed up like Charlie Chaplin, and I don't know who else, in the front row. And then I realized who it was, and I started dying laughing. Who was it? Well, no, it was R-Truth or Carmella. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That was just weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, actually, what that was pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie, that was actually really funny. And did you notice uh, who else was in the audience? No, Seth Green. Oh, was he? Yeah, oh. I thought they were gonna give him a shout out. But yeah, they usually it, do. Yeah, so, the like hell of people were there. Yeah, it is LA. Sure. Uh, the crowd was pretty hyped uh, on Monday. Yeah, they were they were feeling it. Um, Next we get a Heath Slater. He walks into Shane McMahon's uh, little VIP party. He was like, yo, Shane, I need a raise, bro. You got you to gotta give me some money. Um, Shane was like, you know what? No. But since <laughs> you came in like a man, I'm going to let you walk out of here like a man. And so Heath walks out. McIntyre walks after him. Starts digging into his wallet. Hands him some cash. Heath was like, no, I don't want your money. And then... Uh, Drew McIntyre proceeds to beat that ass. That was hella funny. Money that flying, was good. Money flying everywhere. The Revival come out, uh, picking up that money, walking right after Drew. It was great. That part was funny. Yeah. Okay, then maybe I was missing something. Maybe I, I was just that. And then uh, the Revival were dressed up like a like a couple of young Ric Flairs. <sighs> God. They were styling and profiling. No, they looked like they were on an episode of Miami Vice. It looked... I, I was a fan of it. No, I'm a fan. Uh, next we get Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are out in the ring doing the uh, Sami and Kevin show. Corbin comes out. Uh, basically, they're going to announce who's going to be the special guest referee. It's AC3. Ugh. This is just... This is a problem. Um, Seth comes out, beats his ass with a chair. Just beats that ass really, really bad. And then the New Day come out. Oh, I gotta pull up the video. Mm-hmm. Let's see, because it was just great. Uh... Oh, that's not it. Uh... Okay. This is a safe work environment, which is more than I can say about WWE in general. Because we already saw what, what the hell is Biggie covers EC3's hey, lifeless body hey, with his uh, hey, trench cut coat. Cut that music! Cut that music! Yeah. Cut that music! Hey! Gentlemen, 
First and foremost, you're not invited guests on the Kevin and Sammy show tonight. Second of all, I checked the lineup and you're not even wild cards, so you shouldn't be here. So I'm gonna politely ask you to leave the building. Go away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, well, first and, first and foremost, I'm the WWE champion. So what that means is I go where I want, when I want. And you best believe I'm gonna bring my boys with me because that's what they want. Enough, enough, enough. Look, look. You guys don't want to be the special guest referee, but I say the three of us hand the three of them a beating all the way back to SmackDown where you belong. Oh, oh. Doth my ears deceive me? It sounds like that is a challenge. But, but only if we had some sort of WWE official out here to, to sanction this match. Uh, uh. A referee, perhaps? Time to clock in, EC3. EC3, are you okay? He's good, he's good, he's good, he's good, he's good. He's good. I'm glad you're okay. So what I want to know is, would you mind, as a WWE official, sanctioning this match? Uh, sure, I'd love to sanction this match. This match is officially a six-man tag team match. at Bernie's, what the hell? This is ridiculous. Because! You Poor EC3. And that really upset me. Did it upset you? I laughed. He tweeted out something saying, like, uh, the more I make you laugh, the more I suffer or something the like that. The more I suffer inside. Yeah, man, that's so... Ugh. Give EC3 a chance, man. Where are the chance? Yep. Uh, two out of three falls match. New Day versus Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens. Uh, the New Day pick up the first fall. Um, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, bail on Baron Corbin. They take off. The New Day beat Baron Corbin. Um, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. What can you say? Uh, Alexa Bliss is backstage with Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross is adorable. She's, she's so hot. <laughs> she's got, she's got this such sweet and innocent face. She's hotter than, how hot it is in Sacramento. It's hot as balls outside. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah. as hot as Devil's butthole, but it's getting pretty fucking close. Pretty fucking close. Um. So basically, Alexa Bliss is manipulating. Uh, Alexa Bliss is manipulating Nikki Cross. Uh, Paul Heyman comes out, cuts a promo. I don't remember shit he said. No. Uh, Eric Young is backstage talking to Baron Corbin. Um, he agrees, sort of, to be his special referee. Seth Rollins walks up to him. Eric Young's like, "Hey, man, uh, uh, you know, hey, buddy, you know, I was just, I was just being nice to Baron Corbin, so, so he would leave me alone." 
we go back a long ways, me and you. I don't want to jeopardize our friendship. Seth Rollins is like, yeah, we did go back a long ways. Turns around, beats his ass with a chair. I fucking love that. Yeah, I'm glad that they brought up the fact that him and Eric Young go back a long time. I love that, but I really love the fact that they're taking... Um, he's he's a, a face with tendencies of a heel. He's showing that he has a fucking backbone, man. Yeah, he's like... What's his name? Edge. Yep. He reminds me of Edge. And I, I fucking love that. And you know how I feel about Edge. Oh, you love Edge. We love Edge. We're Edge heads. Yeah, damn right. Always will be. Uh, the Usos versus Luke Gales and Carl Anderson. <laughs> uh, this match happened because AJ Styles was giving the, the Good Brothers some shit. Saying, yo, you lost your edge. You came here, signed a big deal, and just kind of lost your, your mystique. Come on. No, I love this. Yep. That uh, was exactly what the fuck was needed. Yep. Too bad uh, the Good Brothers really didn't fuck. They didn't come through. They were dominating the entire match. Started dicking around, throwing up two sweets. Uh, the Usos end up capitalizing and pick up the win. And that I like this because the thing that it tells me is that we're gonna get some good heels. Oh yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, next we get Shane McMahon or Roman Reigns is out out in the ring cutting a promo. Uh, Shane pops up on the Titantron, makes Mike Rome uh, introduce him. It's fucking hilarious. Mike Rome started cracking when he was trying to hit them high notes. Yeah. Can't what's do his, it. What's the other dude's name? Um, don't remember. All right. Uh, anyway, so Shane's basically talking shit. Uh, McIntyre starts talking. And McIntyre, when he was cutting his promo, the camera cut away. And so it kind of got lost. I don't know what happened. Uh, Roman Reigns goes to the back, takes out the uh, the revival. Um, attacks uh, McIntyre, puts him through a table, chases Shane throughout uh, back into the ring, ends up supermaning him, punching him, or spearing him, and uh, stands tall. I don't know. I, I feel like everyone feels me on this. It's getting kind of annoying. There's too much of him. Oh, Is yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah, there's just too much of him. Like, I... I kind of like where this is going. I kind of like the feud, but uh, I'm, I feel like I'm losing interest. Uh, the payoff needs to be big. Um, it needs to be huge. He is the ultimate bad guy. What he needs to do, he needs to flip the ultimate good guy onto his side. Who would that be? Seth Rollins? No, that's... I think it needs to be Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns taking down the empire that is Shane O'Mac. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I can see that. No. Roman Reigns needs to flip. Hmm. And I think The Miz is the one that comes in and saves the fucking day. That would be dope. It would be a swerve. I don't think they would. Uh, anyone would see it. And then they can bring in Seth Rollins to kind of like encapsulate the whole thing but he's a champion in the middle of this whole thing with Brock Lesnar but I can see that actually I can see that I, I, I don't think fans would, would get would be too behind it but it'd be a nice big swerve that nobody ex, uh, expected I, I, if they don't get behind it that's it's more of like their it's, issue at this point because <laughs> think about it remember when when 
Taker joined uh, uh, Vince in the Ministry of Darkness. Oh no, I, th- I was thinking of um, I was thinking about when he joined uh, later on when uh, he had the Kiss My Ass Club. He was oh, like, oh, yeah. better than me. That was the best thing ever. It really was to me. I thought that was incredible. Just because of the simple fact that it's The Undertaker um, in this badass role. And you don't <clears throat> see him in this way. Well, you expect he... him to be always the American badass and be the good guy. So for him to to kind of walk away from all of that, that was that was powerful. The Ministry of Darkness, you can kind of see it. Uh, the the ministry was it the corporation, uh, what was it the ministry corporation? Yeah, it was yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. When he when he turned to Big Red and, and destroyed our beloved Jim Ross. Yeah, that bastard. That was uh, so good. It was great. Oh, WWE Women's Tag Team Title Match: Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss versus the Iconics. Uh, Bailey's in commentary. Uh, she gets involved. Um, the Iconics pick up the win, dude. Peyton Royce is a dime. When she does that she's little a, that little hip swerve thing, I was like, she's she's a dime. She's a quarter. She's a Canadian quarter. Like she 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 got it. Oh, she's so great. She's so great. Uh, so yeah, it was nice to see them defend their their, their titles. Yeah. Um, I have to play the Firefly Funhouse. Oh my God! Yes. Oh God. Let's see here. Here we go. We're really glad that you're our friend, and this is a friendship that'll never ever end. Yeah! Oh, hey there. As you can see, I'm gardening. <laughs> you know, our minds, they're just like gardens. And all your sneeze is a little bit of water, a little bit of sunshine, and it'll make your ideas grow. Some ideas are full of worms, and that's no good. People throughout your life will always lie to you. For instance, I bet your parents told you that the Earth is round. But have they actually traveled around the whole world? (laughs) I don't think so. And I bet your teachers told you that dinosaurs are extinct. (laughs) What do they know, right? Me, I know what it feels like to not belong. I know what it feels like to be different. And that's why I built this place for us. So we can all be together. And I want you all to join us here, where the fun never has to end. Join us. Join us. Join us. Join us. Join us. Join us. People worship what they fear. Fear is power. Follow the leader. And do the muscle man dance. Shake the hips, let your back bones lift. Follow my voice, don't really 
Yowie, wowie. Telling you. That man's a fucking genius. Yowie, wowie. Yowie, wowie. That man's a genius. He is great. This is the reason why I'm sure a lot of people are still watching. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's definitely oh the reason why I've been tuning in and sticking around. Because I really want to see, like, what this is going to be. Did you see the picture uh, for Father's Day? I did. Oh, my God. It was great. Him and JoJo and the baby. Him dressed up uh, as the fiend. I really want to see uh, or know, like, later in life, his child <laughs> be like, Dad, why the fuck you do that to me? <laughs> right? Uh, oh, gosh. Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan's our main event of the night. Um, it was really, really good. Uh, Seth wins, of course, via DQ because Baron Corbin comes in and beats his ass with a chair because Payback's a bitch. Yeah, that was cool. I accept that. But uh, my only thing is that the chaos that happened before the match started and all of that, I was kind of, I was kind of turned off by. It. And um, but we did get a great quality match in the end, so I'm with it. But it, it just felt weird. The whole night felt weird, right? Maybe because I was like tired as hell. But then watching it the next day again, it was just like, no, I'm not missing it. Like there's something off with with this episode. I I felt like not only did I want more, which is a good thing, but I felt like. There wasn't enough, especially seeing as Stomping Grounds is on Sunday. And by the way, I really hate that name. It's terrible. This Sunday, it's Stomping Grounds. Gonna kick ass and take names. No, stop. No, this is the whole Great Balls of Fire fiasco. Yep. Because in reality, it's really nobody's Stomping Grounds. No, true that. Like, nobody came out this week and shined to me to where I'm... More looking forward to this. <clears throat> uh, let's jump into SmackDown here. Uh, SmackDown kicks off much like it has in the past with uh, the New Day. Then out comes Dolph Ziggler cutting the same exact promo as he has. Uh, so we get Dolph Ziggler versus Xavier Woods. And it was a pretty good match. We really don't see Xavier Woods get a lot of time to wrestle. No, we don't. And it, that was really refreshing. That really was, because I love I love watching that man wrestle, because he's really good. He's, he's underrated. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Dolph Ziggler ends up picking up the win. That was a good match, and I, it was good to see Dolph on uh, 
in Sacramento or not in Sacramento. I'm sorry on uh, on SmackDown Wrestling. Yep. It was good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Shout Benjamin is waiting in line with the B team uh, to talk to Baron Corbin. Out comes Matt Hardy. He says, "Senor Benjamin, you're up next." Shelton hits him with the. That's Mr. Benjamin to you, which was kind of stupid. Um, it it's a callback from like years ago. Is it really? Uh, yeah, because uh, Sheldon Benjamin, there was a point where he he said that somebody said that to him, like, "Oh, uh, Benjamin, something." He was like, "That's Mr. Benjamin to you," or something like that. But it was a callback from years ago, which really wouldn't translate. But then also. Like, it was so minuscule. I thought it was something significant, and I looked it up, and somebody posted it and was like, oh, this is from SmackDown. And, you know, I was like, what? That's crazy. That has nothing to do with nothing. Um, but then it also is, um, like, supposed to be a throwback or a callback for Matt Hardy, Senior Benjamin, you know? Yes. Ah, wonderful. Wow. Like, that's it. And I'm like, okay, so you killed two birds with one stone, but. The, it doesn't hit. And was there a pop? What's always a pop for Matt? Yeah, to see him, but not the senior Benjamin. No. Um, so next we get the uh, moment of bliss with Alexa Bliss with Nikki Cross. Mm. Uh, Bailey comes out. This shit was good. I got that to give. I got to give Little Miss Bliss her due time on our show. Uh. Let's see here. Uh, Bailey comes out. Uh, stealing uh, our princess's uh, coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Not see? Uh, it's like a clairvoyant or something. Encouraging talk. It's kind of rude to drink from a cup that you're going to give to somebody else. I mean, it's actually kind of funny if you think about it. No. Before we go any further, Bailey is. Thick in the Batista waist. was on to something. Woo! Bruh. Bailey got booty. Oh, Bailey got back. Dude, she needs that. That's what we need a t-shirt of. Bailey got booty t-shirt. No, the, no, I'm telling you. Like, have a picture of Sir Mix-a-Lot with, like, a little talking bubble. And it says, Bailey got back. Right? Oh, that's fire. That's I'm on good. that. That's good. <laughs> Drinking my coffee. Why, why am I not surprised? See, Nikki? I told you selfish and takes things that doesn't belong to her. Nikki, don't look. I've never once said anything bad about you. I've never tweeted anything about about you. I, I would never do that. But I'm sorry that I have to be the one to tell you that. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry that you stole my coffee or sorry that you crushed Nikki's dreams at being a tag team champion. You pick. No. I'm sorry that I have to be the one to tell you that Alexa really isn't your friend. She's just using you. Alexa, look, I've had enough. I'm tired of you talking behind my back. I'm tired of you talking behind everyone's back. And if you have a problem with me, I'm standing right here. And I dare you to say it in my face. Fine. I'll say it. It's because I know the real you, Bailey. 
I do. You know, when I first started NXT, I saw right through you. Because every other woman in the locker room was so mean to me, acting to me like I was so undeserving of being here, no matter how hard I tried, made me feel like I didn't belong. So I tried turning to the nice person in the locker room, you, and even you made me feel worthless. The only person that had the time of day for me or was even nice to me was Charlotte. And now, you come out here with your Bailey buddies dressing like you work at Forever 21. Telling all the fans, I'm just like you guys living my dream. In reality, Bailey, you're not this innocent act. You're not a hugger, you're a liar. There you go, classic Alexa, making up scenarios that have never happened. And you're doing to Nikki the same thing that you did to Nia Jax, the same thing that you did to Mickey James, and I have never lied to you once. You just can't handle the truth. And the truth is, you're not some goddess. You're just an entitled little princess that doesn't deserve a damn thing. Bailey, I'm not entitled. <laughs> I'm just better than you. Bailey, you're a placeholder. And Sunday. A placeholder? Yes, and you will always be a placeholder. And you want to know why? Because you peaked in NXT. And the one person that you found so undeserving is the one person who's actually living out the career you always wanted. Whoa! Whoa. Bailey's heard enough. The goddess with some biting words for the champion. And Bailey not waiting for Sunday at stomping grounds. So now Nikki Cross trying to pry off Bailey. Get off her! Get off her! You were dealt with me! Last night you were dealt with me! You were dealt with me last night! You were dealt with me! She couldn't get it off! Oh, and bliss! That was fucking fantastic. That was fire. But you know what I was thinking the entire time I was hearing it? What? She's saying it to the wrong person. Yep. And I kept thinking, who wrote this? I need to know who wrote this. Because they had to have been thinking of of Sasha. Oh, she said all of that to the wrong person. And ironically, to the right person at the same time. Like, if you really think about it, she told no lies. And I text you that. Yep. Alexa Bliss told no lies. Absolutely um, truth. She went off on on that whole, on, on both of them. But it was mainly more directed at at Sasha. And I feel like, like, like Bailey knew that. Oh, yeah. Like, even though, yeah, Bailey's career didn't pan out the way that it should, or it should have. Because she killed it in NXT. But... Um, Sasha killed it in NXT as well. She also killed it um, her first year in WWE. Everything else was just kind of like stagnant. And then when she made it personal and was talking about the, the, the hate and the heat and everything, like, yeah, that that's all Sasha. That was all Sasha. Like, you want your career to be where what, it, what mine is. That is, yeah, 
Right. That was a light touch towards Bailey, but that was definitely directed at at Sasha. And I pray Sasha. I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna see if Sasha said anything yesterday <clears throat> around six o'clock. But continue. Yeah, no, but I, like I, I love Nikki Cross's facial expressions when they were going at it. It was like it was like when you saw your mom beating your brother's ass and you knew that your ass beating was coming next. Yeah. And you were just in shock. Just waiting. <laughs> oh, dude, Nikki Cross is a fucking gem. She's a gem. Uh, I'm not born to do this. Oh, okay, so no, she didn't really say anything. The only thing that she said was, um, I was born to do this. And oh my gosh, Saucer Banks' Twitter is crazy. Dude. Yeah. Have, have you seen her Twitter? I has not. Oh my god, it it's fire. She's posting and reposting um like fans disapproval and shit. She's also um she retweeted uh Road to Fighter. Ah. Yeah, she retweeted Cody Rhodes. So, whoo. Uh next we get a uh, Heavy Machinery versus the B team. Heavy Machinery go over um and Daniel Bryan was on commentary doing a really good job of actually putting over Henry Machinery. Mm-hmm. It was great. Uh, let's see here. Next we get uh, Shedding Man. Oh, excuse me. Is arriving in his limo. Sammy's and Kevin Owens are there. Um, they're talking shit about um, the New Day and then Seth Rollins, also this stuff. So Shane makes a, ma- a match. Um, best two out of three falls. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Miz is out next. Uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, Miz basically says that it's his fault that he created the monster that is Shane McMahon. I, I really liked his promo too. Was, I really liked it. It was really good. Um, Shane's out there. He basically says, "You know what? If you can find a, a tag team partner in ten seconds, you can face uh, Elias and Drew McIntyre." Starts counting down. Our truth somehow finds himself near ringside, sneaking around. Uh, so we get the re, uh, reunited awesome truth versus McIntyre and Elias. Uh, McIntyre and Elias win pretty quickly, taking out our um, uh, truth. He takes off running. Um, then basically a nasty claymore to the Miz's face. McIntyre eliminates the Miz. Heels go over. Heels go over. I mean, um. I don't know. I'm still stuck on that whole... Sasha? Yeah, because that was a really good segment. It was they... great. It's the <laughs> only feud that has the right build-up to it. Um, And not only that, <clears throat> we... <clears throat> excuse me. We've been missing Alexa. Oh, yeah. And I don't think we realized how much we missed her. Mic work is everything. But it also makes me think of other people that we're missing. Like, uh, we're missing um, Aleister Black. Like, I, I like his promos, but I, I hate that he's dressed up for them and it's in a semi-lit room. Like, I want it to be candles surrounding him and talking shit, you know? Right. Um, and wouldn't it be awesome if it was Bray Wyatt? Like, he was talking to Bray Wyatt the whole time. That would be great, except that means Aleister Black wouldn't be going over and that would suck. 
Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. It's it's just been a uh, like SmackDown was weird. But continue. There's more. Um. So Ember, oh God, I love Ember Moon, dude. I love Ember Moon. She's looking for Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville. Finds them. The girls are eating donuts. I love the fact they said, you know what? We can eat donuts and still look like this. Don't they have their own donut shop? They got their own donut show where basically oh. they eat. They might have their own donut shop. I'm not sure. But I was like, you bitches. You bitches. You eat those amazing looking donuts. They look so good. And they still look fine as fuck. Ah, I need Sharon to get donuts. Dude, I had donuts on Saturday before, before I went to uh, the A's game. God. Uh, they were so good. Oh, and happy belated birthday. I was going to say it at the opening of the show, but then I got distracted. <laughs> happy belated birthday. Well, thank you, sir. Old happy... ass so-and-so. Uh, I know. 31 years old, sir. Oh, my God. This is this is a bitch. I'm going to be 32 this year. Ah, uh, fuck. A Magic Johnson year. Magic oh, Johnson year. Uh, Wait, what famous basketball player wore 31? Jason uh, Terry. champion he is a champion and he is number three on the all-time three-point list so you know what shout out to forever shout out to that dallas mavericks team for real i still have my jersey they were the original super team killer for real like nobody expected them to win and it was like dude you have jj barrea you have uh who was it that pager um they had Dirk Nowitzki, of course, Jason Terry. Like, that team was super stacked, and they were really good. They were fast. And that that's kind of the model that um, the Warriors picked up on because Don Nelson was um, the coach for them and taught them that and then brought that shit over to the Warriors and then their draft class. And everybody needs to stop saying fuck Mark Jackson because Mark Jackson helped create that team. Oh, yeah. So... Let's, let's let's give him his just due. And where the fuck is Jason Kidd at? I thought he was still the coach in Milwaukee. But... No, Jason Kidd is the assistant coach for the Los Angeles Lakers. Assistant coach? The only reason why he was hired and paid big money was to mentor Lonzo Ball, who just got traded for Anthony Di- I don't, I don't want to talk about it. That trade. We'll talk about it at the end. Yes, that, we will. I, I have thoughts. Uh, Ever Moon beats the fuck out of Mandy Rose <laughs> and Sonya Deville. Cold blooded. It's great. Uh, so, <laughs> this twenty four seven title is the shit. Our um, truth is taking off. Sees a referee. He's like, "Yo, your referee and an Uber driver." Referee's like, "No, no, dude." Jake no, Maverick he said, "Yeah." He said, "Yeah." Oh, did he say yeah? Yeah, that was the funny part. Uh, he was like, "You do Uber too?" And he was like, "Yeah." Our <laughs> uh, truth turns around. It's Mini Carmella. Oh my God, Drake! Uh, Ma- Drake Maverick is dressed up as Carmella, attacks our truth. Our truth starts to fight him off. Uh, rolls uh, Drake Maverick rolls him up, puts his feet on the uh, SUV for leverage. One, two, three. Drake Maverick hops into the SUV, takes off, and is the new twenty four seven network European champion. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. This is just so good. He's holding the title, yells out, I'm getting married. Takes off. You look on the floor. He's got fake rubber titties. He left his fake rubber titties on the ground. Drives off. 
No, that was funny as fuck. I, I was hell weak at that. Our truth was like, Carmela's getting married. I wasn't invited. <laughs> no, just, oh god, our truth is a fucking legend. He's a genius in these streets. That's why I said this. This was made for him. Like everyone else can have their fun, but our truth is the one who has the moxie. He has the the character. He has the the comedy. Like, he's the one that can really pull this off. And then Drake Maverick coming in is fantastic. Everyone else, it's whatever. Like they can have their fun with it, but that title is made for him. Him and Drake Maverick. That's who it's made for. It was it was great. Oh my god, that was so good. It was great. Uh, main event. Um, let's call. All right, so we're gonna give Ke- uh, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn a taxi name. Um, I'm gonna call them the Grumpy Ca- Grumpy Come. Wow, the Grumpy Canadians. I'll take it. <laughs> Versus, um, let's go with underutilized and underappreciated. That's what I'm gonna go with. Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins. Okay. That's fair. Because they're finally getting the shine they deserve. Anyways, uh, two out of three falls match. Really good stuff. Uh, faces go over. Back-to-back pinfalls. Um, that's all that really matters. That was actually a really good fucking, like, back and forth. Like, I was fucking with that. And the the second uh, pinfall was really good. It was really, really, yeah, it was really good exchange. Um, all four have really good, great in-ring chemistry. Um, of course, three of the four go back a long time into the Indies, ROH. Uh, Kofi Kingston is just a fucking G. Just a G. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch 205 Live, did you? No. Did you watch NXT? Nope. I did not either. Um, let's get into news. Uh, sad news. British wrestling star Adrian McCollum, a.k.a. Lionheart, uh, passed away today at the age of 36. Um, yeah. He was the ICW heavyweight champion, and that is very, very sad. It's very sad. He was so young, so much life left. I mean, man, uh, do you, did they hear about like how he died? Uh, unknown yet. <clears throat> okay, because man, that's so sad. Um, he actually tweeted on yesterday. One day you will eat your last meal. You will smell your last flower. You will hug your friend for the last time. You might n- you might not know it's the last time. That's why you must do everything you love with passion. Damn, that's beautiful. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck. Um. Yeah, dude, it's just heartbreaking. Man, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Condolences to his family and his loved ones. Um, a lot of people right now in WWE are mourning him. Drake Maverick, McIntyre, a lot of the UK guys. Because UK is a small place. And being part of the wrestling community, you it's, it's even smaller. Very. Um, Man, so sad. Let's jump into a little more lighter news. Road Dog was on the X-Pac radio show. Uh, talking about the Attitude Era. Basically, he said what I said a long time ago. Was that the Attitude Era was a hot moment in time where everything was edgy, super popular. But a lot of storylines are a lot like today where they were kind of not fully cooked. No, right? Okay. So I think it's just like the nostalgia because we're young and we're seeing like some amazing shit. I think we said this before. Yep. Like Attitude Era was great for that time period, but that shit wouldn't work now. Oh, no. Um, so 
I went back and I started like watching kind of when the when they were transitioning from uh, the the hokiness to the attitude era. And basically, I kind of pinpoint the moment in time where it happened. It's when Farouk lost that fucking gladiator gear. Oh. And it came Farouk, Farouk, that we know. Farouk. Yeah, it was kind of like the the end of Mark Merrow. That kind of where Mark Merrow was Intercontinental Champion, where Triple H won the IC title, where Stone Cold was finally kind of like becoming the asshole badass that we became to know and love. Um, but yeah. It, like everyone was saying, oh, the Attitude Era started uh, November of '97. I'm like, yeah, if you go back a little further, you know, to to the end of '96, uh, you start getting a little edgier. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah. Anyways, but he's he's right. It was a lot of half cooked ideas, a lot of shitty, terrible ideas. Um, but it was because we were young, impressionable, and to us, it was the greatest shit on earth. But he does say that right now the in-ring talent is much better than it's ever been, and um, some people need scripted t- uh, some people need scripted promos, and others don't. True, um, like who doesn't need one? John Cena. Oh, he really doesn't no. need one. Um, actually, speaking of, let me see if I can find it again because um, I found this thing that someone tweeted out, and it was. It was brilliant, and I didn't even think of this, but okay, I found it. <clears throat> it was uh, to this guy um, at Paul King X 1983. He tweeted out to Dave Meltzer. Did you see that? Nope. Okay, it says, um, "Did John Cena unintentionally cause the creative black hole that WWE have been or have by being charismatic enough to make poor material still draw ratings and house show attendances over the last decade?" Vince obviously believes this creative approach sells for a reason. And then Dave Meltzer replied and said, this is a take that I've never seen before and is so simple yet enlightening. I never thought it that way, but I do believe there's a lot to it. I thought that shit was brilliant. So it's fucking true. So being talented and being able to see a poor idea and be so good that you're undeniable that you can get your personality out there through the lens, through the fourth wall, just like CM Punk, just like John Cena, just like Edge, just like the Hardy Boys, just like The Rock, and just like Stone Cold, just like Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Those are the ding, ding, hammer, nail. Because if you would have had anybody else fucking raise an eyebrow, say, just bring it. Call somebody a Rudy Tootie candy ass. It come off as cheesy as fuck. You gotta believe what you're saying. You do. If you don't believe it, I won't believe it. If you believe it, if you are good enough to sell an Eskimo ice and snow, then you can't get over in this industry. If you can't, then it's gonna fall flat on its face and fans realize what wrestling really is. A bunch of a hokey nonsense where we have to suspend our disbelief in order to be entertained. That's why we watch wrestling. Yeah. What's crazy to me is that we get into this um, we get into this thing where we keep looking at like the nostalgics or not not even nostalgics. I, I won't give them that title. Um, the legends. You know, we're looking at um, Hulk Hogan, um, looking at The Rock, Stone Cold, uh, Roddy Roddy Piper, rest in peace. Like we're seeing them, and what's the thing that? they always do that gets that pop 
they always say their catchphrase or that thing that they always said. And even though like it may be something simple, something small, it it pulls you in because like you said, they believe it. You know? Right. A lot of guys nowadays <clears throat> I, I kinda don't believe it. I feel like it's scripted rather than getting like pure emotion. We're not getting that strong draw. Breaking the fourth wall is like imperative now because if you're already doing it on social media and acknowledging things in real life and portraying it on screen. Like the thing that bothers me is Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. They keep showing them together on TV. His girlfriend, his girlfriend, her boyfriend. Like we know that it's, we know that they're dating. It's just kind of annoying, right? Yep. Or it's just me. But I feel like um, breaking that fourth wall in the right way, something that Stone Cold uh, was able to do, something that CM Punk did, something that The Rock can do, something that John Cena can do. And he didn't do it often, but when he did, that shit was fire. Like, we need more of that, but we're not getting any of that. And I feel like... Now it's desperation time. I really do feel that. Um, you saw the numbers for uh, Stomping Ground, like oh, the people. Oh shit, were, dude! I think they they literally had to um, block off the opposite of the hard cam. They have to, because they got no. It's the the ticket sales are so bad. Uh, and um, what's his name? Daniel Bryan isn't going to be on the show, and it's wait. Daniel good, Bryan's I, not going to be on the show. No, and it's a good idea. It's his hometown. I, but that's that's why. Seattle or, or Washington balls. is super progressive and everything. Um, so everything that he stands against and all the other towns where that um, where his uh, gimmick works, right. it won't work there because they're all going to cheer him. And he already they already went to Washington like earlier in the year. And when he went there, he praised the city. He praised the state while shitting on other people. And it was perfect. He can't do that here because he's going to be a heel or he, he's a heel. And Vince is like, no, I need you to be a pure heel. Of course, he's not going to be on the show. And if he does, the only way that he's going to get um, that real boo is if he's the special guest for uh, Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin. That's the only way that he's going to get like any type of boo. But they're still probably going to cheer because he's the hometown boy. And but um, goddamn, what was I saying before I went on that tangent? Uh, shitty sale tickets. Yeah, because of the shitty sales, um, this is desperation hour. So they have to throw everything against the wall and hope that shit sticks, because nothing is really landing. They're constant. The the, the raw show um, viewership went down again. For a go home show, it shouldn't really happen as much. Um, Smackdowns went down again. Um, this is real desperation. People, uh, when you hear All Out sold out in five minutes, you are, I don't care. You are paying attention to it. I, Vince is paying attention to it, obviously. He has to. I think and, what what he's paying attention to was the fact that it's being reported that uh, Double or Nothing, whatever it's called, um, Garner is garnering garnered more interest than WrestleMania did. Yeah, and that and right there is what's gonna piss him the fuck off. 
and I read something else um, from a fan, and people were, and it was retweeted like crazy. Um, a fan was saying that the reason why um, people are going to turn away from this company, from WWE, is because it's not fresh. AEW is supplying something that is fresh. And even um, with all the uh, the bad talk and the people saying like, oh, they haven't proven themselves, they haven't proven themselves, how much you want to bet that they will succeed on the strength of the fact that we're getting tired of what we're being shown on WWE, that we're so desperate to find it somewhere else. And I think that that is very true. Like, wrestling fans want to see wrestling. True. Yeah. And then you were making the point, and I agree with you. I took some time, but I agree with you when you said that wrestling is, like, dying. Mixed martial arts is, like, where all the action is, where all the money is. That's where everybody's tuning in. I agree 100%. But I think pure wrestling fans who love WWE that took their kids there or grew up with this shit, I think that they're going to want to stay loyal, but they're also interested in what's going on over there. There's you know, AEW is the hot girl that lives across the street. Sooner or later, we're going to go over there and talk to her. Oh, yeah. Um, so one thing, one thing too, is that, there's, there, like I said, wrestling is kind of a smaller niche than it, than it was when it was at its peak. Um, with the Attitude Era where it was literally everywhere. Uh, but at the same time, there's enough money to go around for WWE to bake, continue making a shitload of cash. Also, for AEW to be around. The only thing is, like, at what point is Tony Khan going to say, I'm not making my money back. I got to either bring in A, an investor, or B, pull the plug and sell. And how long that's gonna go? Because yeah, he can say he's a hardcore fan, this and that, but the dude's a businessman first. Yeah, you don't get rich from uh, passion projects. You really don't. Um, it's it's rare. It's very rare. But I mean, we've seen crazier things, and now, um, okay. <clears throat> Do you think XFL will be successful? I will think XFL will last an entire season. Did you watch the 30 for 30? I did. And everything that you saw in the beginning before it started, right? They, yeah, so the XFL failed because the games that were being broadcast nationally were the games that were terrible blowouts. The games that got uh, broadcasted regionally were the best games and if those ones had aired instead of the other ones, the XFL would have probably thrived in the ratings. True, but I was more focused on like what he was doing before the company, like before the first game, right? Like all the business, um, the business ideas, all the the secrecy and everything that is repeating right now with um with the XFL. Do I? Do I feel any better thinking that Vince McMahon is going to do better this time around? No, because it sounds like you're doing the exact same thing and you're trying to have your kickoff be for 2020. 
but we're not seeing or hearing really anything. We're getting small doses here and there. Like if you once you would have got the cities, I probably would have already had my coaches. I would have already oh, had. They already had them. Stuff. No, they had the cities. They didn't have all the coaches. Oh they, yeah, they had to go and and hire people. Yeah, I know. I would have been on that hunt already, looking for people. And while I'm looking at, but that's that's neither here nor there. My point is that um, with with how he's doing with this passion project and how committed he is, this is the second time around. I don't think that is going to be um, be as lucrative or successful. I could be wrong, but I just don't see it because history repeats itself. Um, but with Tony Khan, this is a passion project for sure. But he's talking this big game, and he's already putting in a lot of action. He's not just talking, he's doing. And that's very important. And not only is he doing it, he's showing it. Sometimes you need to, uh, to move in silence so then you can have that big payoff. Right? Would you agree? Yeah. But I just feel like this is going to be successful based off of the idea that Vince McMahon, his passion project is kind of superseding his main business and it is hurting the company. Tony Khan, his passion project, he is invested in. He's pushing it at every single opportunity. He's working on it and working with it. He's there in, He's there on deals and he's bringing in the boys. He's teaching them everything. He's building not only the company, but he's building leaders as well with his passion project. And his main business, his main source of funding is not suffering. I think that this is going to be really good. And sooner or later, yeah, he might have he might pull out. You know, if it turns to, if it turns out to not be as successful, but as long as Vince McMahon is still working for um, doing XFL and still working behind the scenes for WWE, WWE is going to suffer. AEW is going to thrive, and they're gonna have to come up with some new shit. And it's not gonna be one big star that's going to help them. They have to have something. A- what do you think is missing for who? For who? WWE right now. Yeah, because we can't just look at one person. It's simple. It's literally having a superstar that is fucking the end-all, be-all. It's missing a Hogan. It's missing a Rock, a Stone Cold, a John Cena. That's exactly what it is. It's the fact that the creative doesn't, that the creative plans change from week to week, and the ones that they're just not sticking with an actual fucking plan. Yeah, and I think I feel I feel bad for the writers. And I, I hate the fact that Vince is working so hard to try to make this look like a place that people don't want to work when literally you're getting all these reports of people who are going to blow us away that want to leave. I mean, um, Seth Rollins said in an interview uh, just recently about um, this isn't going to be the last time you see me and Dean Ambrose together. And I thought, and I thought that was interesting. He's not leaving WWE when his contract he's is not, over. He's not leaving, like, but well, he's like benefiting. Kofi Kingston isn't going to leave because he's loyal to the soil with that company, and I admire him for that. 
um, but other people might not be. It's, uh, there's a lot of people in there apparently that are so disgruntled that they want to leave. Yeah, but those are the guys that are in the lower tier that feel like they're not getting the just due. In reality, they're just not that good. Dave Meltzer and uh, the rest of the guys, like everywhere, especially WrestleVotes, who's been fucking credible for everything, um, they're saying that it's top-tier guys as well that are sick of shit and they're leaving. People that we see on TV and they're waiting for their contract to expire. And that's very interesting. So if one person that we love and we are like, he's not going anywhere, ends up leaving, the fuck? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's that's going to be very troublesome. Until that day happens, then we can cross that bridge. Until then, I don't believe a damn thing Dave Meltzer says. Oh, Dave Meltzer is just, you know, yep, he's, he's only kind all right. But when it comes to, like, when I see, like, Russell votes, like, post shit, I'm I'm very focused in on that because they have been so right on a lot of shit. Like nine times out of ten, they've been right, and it's like okay, like I'm not just taking it as gospel, but you have been very credible with your sources. So Dave Meltzer, he can eat a dick, but at the same time, I don't know. This is this is a very interesting October is what uh, four months away. Yep. We have four months. WWE has four months to like really bring back its people. And there's going to be a resurgence, obviously, when it gets to Fox, right? We're expecting that. Oh, yeah. We're expecting high numbers when it goes to Fox. It's what AEW was going to do in comparison because they will be directly competing. It's going to be interesting. If those opening numbers for AEW are shit, I'll shut up. But if they are fire... And it's October, so what's going on in October? Um, World Series. World Series. So that's going to probably hurt a little bit of viewership. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, basketball. Oh, football. Opening football. day for the NBA is right around the time uh, in October. Yeah, so NFL's there's a lot. In full of, swing. There's a lot. Um, AEW is going on Thursdays, right? Or Tuesdays? Um, either Tuesdays or Wednesdays. They haven't uh, nailed it down. Uh, so they'll be fine then. They're going to they're gonna lose a shitload of viewership to uh, the playoffs, for MLB playoffs. Oh, uh, yeah. But anyways, uh, John well, Cena... Well, it depends on who's on the... Let's be real. It depends who's who's in the shits. True. Uh, John Cena was nominated for a Choice Action Movie Actor Award for his role in Bumblebee. Still haven't seen that movie yet. I haven't either. Um, let's see here... So WWE announced, uh, WWE and Netflix announced their first movie together. It's called The Main Event. It's going to be about a kid who finds a luchador mask who becomes a pro wrestler. Is it? Is it? Rey Mysterio's son? <laughs> uh, Kofi Kingston, The Miz, Sheamus, and others, including John Cena, Bray Wyatt, are supposed to be involved in it somehow. And a bunch of NXT people. I'm interested in that. Uh, Darren Young was at the SmackDown tapings backstage, hanging out. Ooh. Yep. Uh, let's see here. He was taking. There was a photo of him. Um, he's looking a little grizzled. He looks good. Uh, he doesn't look like John Cena's uh, black brother anymore. <laughs> uh, the Miz and Maurice filmed an episode of uh, Carpool Karaoke for Apple TV. Say what? The Miz and Maurice filmed an episode of Carpool Karaoke for Apple TV. What? I'm yeah. that. Uh, the Ballad Twins and Daniel Bryan also did. 
They did as well. Um, oh, I thought you were, like, I was waiting for you to say something. Oh, yeah, no, they filmed one uh, an episode as well. Okay, that's going to be good. Uh, so apparently WWE has received their own category at the ESPY Awards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Best WWE moment. Um, if it's not Kofi Kingston winning, I don't want it because that—that's the biggest moment. I don't—I don't care. I, oh shit! Well, yeah, Roman Reigns returning from WWE to uh, to Raw after battling leukemia, Becky two belts, and Ronda Rousey winning her first championship. Okay, so they're not going to do a tie. If they did a tie, it would have to be Roman Reigns coming back um, and Kofi Kingston winning because those two were highly emotional. And, like, that sent waves. Like, even uh, The Breakfast Club talked about it. Yeah. Like, they talked about Kofi Kingston winning more than Roman Reigns winning. But, you know, I love Charlemagne, but fuck Charlemagne at that point because he was like, but it's rigged. It's fake. Ronda Rousey should be it. I'm like, dude, come on. It's it's, it's entertainment. It's television. Calm down. <laughs> uh, Chad, or was that? But anyway, continue. Uh, Chad Gable and Apollo Crews have been getting crazy praise from their tag team matches on the house show circuit. I hate this. Chad Gable needs to be on his own, and he needs a mid-card push. He is not just a tag team specialist. He is a great individual wrestler. Apollo Crews, go back to the indies. Um, Impact will not grant Killer Cross his release. They have released Scarlett uh, Bordeaux. Um, Poor girl was still living with her mom. Can you believe that shit? living with her mom it's focal point of their fucking wrestling show and not making enough bread to live on her own like that was insane yeah um poor- um what who was that um oh gosh who was the wrestler that got groped by a fan was that it was scarlett bordeaux i was gonna be her next. Right? yeah so yeah. in mexico she is, takes a spot outside she's laying down a fan reaches over the barricade picks her up by the waist and lifts her up no. That. No. Just no. No. I, if I was there, see, this is the shit. This is why. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell, but this is why I stand with Bully Ray. I stand with him on that. People were coming for his neck. It was like, yo, you can't be doing that to a fan. And then the company uh, ROH was like, yo, you can't be doing that, and blah blah blah. No, fuck no. I would rather have him pull me to the side and say, yo, calm that shit down. I get that you're here and you're having fun, but you can't do that because of this shit. Like, we see this shit. And then it's like, no, no, no. Fuck that. He should be banned, one. Two, what kind of fucking filthy animal just does that? I'm not talking about the fact that he's Mexican. I'm talking about the, like, (laughs) He's an asshole. He's a trash of a person. This uh, this person, this individual, this shit show of a human being f- felt like he had the just the balls, the, the, the right to be able to do something like that. I, I wish a motherfucker would. Like, I really wish, like, we go to a WWE event or a fucking random event and a fan grabs a, a wrestler by the tatas or grabs him by the waist and shit. No. Me, personally, another fan will fuck you up because that is not cool. That's not cool in any way, shape, or form. And, yeah, okay, you may be excited. Yeah, you may have been drunk. Still no excuse. That rape culture, 
it's too fucking prominent in this in in society, and that shit's just not cool. And I feel bad for her because not only did she get groped, she got released by her company. She's been living with her mom. Like, well, she asked for her release. Oh, okay, great. No, I'll take that back. But she's been going through shit. She needs to come to NXT. Um, at the same time, you saw what the Samoan Warwolf did. Oh my god! A fan was talking shit the entire night. My brother says this shit was a work. I don't know if it was. Fan crosses the barricade. The Samoan Warwolf comes, just bulldozes his ass, kicks him in the face a few times, grabs a chair, throws it at the dude. I fucking love that dude. You do not fuck with the Fatu. No. That was not a work. It was fucking incredible. Oh my god. Speaking of house shows. Yes. Are you going? We're going. To what? To um, Virgil Flynn's last. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I, I put the request in at work. Um, it's the day before my daughter's birthday. So, like, it's so crazy. Like, I talked to Kathy. Shout out to Kathy. Um, I, I messaged her about the whole thing. And, um, yeah, man, it, it's 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 going to be an emotional night, man. Like, it's going to be very emotional. She um, was basically telling me about, well, because I asked straight up, where is it? Because I want to find, okay, here it is. Um, I asked her straight up about it and was like, why is this the last? And she told me that, <clears throat> this is her, um, she said, unfortunately, it was a tough decision, but this is the last show, but we will still be doing training until October. Then we'll be closing doors. Damn. Yeah. She also said, um, you never know what the future holds. And I told her that uh, we'll be there and we'll be screaming cannonball. And she said, thank you. I really appreciate it. Definitely. Bruh, the, I'm going to cry. Definitely the better indie promotion out here. Uh, just for the fact that they were, he was able to bring in a lot of top-notch uh, indie talent that came through California. And looking at the talent that he helped produce. Yep. Um, the people that he worked with, the people that like, uh, like he affected. It's 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 crazy, it's it's crazy, and, and it, we're coming up on the the year anniversary too. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Uh, are, do you know if uh, the Going and Raw guys are gonna go? Uh, I don't know. I hope so. Um, they're working an angle with uh, Simon Miller from What Culture versus <laughs> <laughs> my boy Adam Mayhem. Fuck Adam Mayhem. I fucking <laughs> love that dude. I'm such a mark for him. He's such an asshole. I oh, love it. Fuck out of me. He's got oh. the most comfy shirts on the wrestling scene today. I his, lo- his shirts are so soft. Yeah. They are ridiculously okay. soft. I need me some more. Um, uh, his last tweets to them were fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, I dictate who I fight, not y'all. <laughs> uh, he's a fucking gem. Um uh, so the, apparently the promo Elias cut on Raw was the same one that uh, John Moxley refused to cut. Yeah, that he has spoke about on interviews. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, 
I know we're probably going to end up getting into a bigger discussion again. Uh, Batista says uh, he doesn't see AEW as a legitimate competition for WWE. Fair. Mainly because uh, until they have a production as big as WWE. Fair. I mean, I I, I, I see his point, and he, he made a, a good brief point about it. It was like, no. They don't have the production. They don't have, like, what WWE has. WWE has a lot of money. Um, but I think AEW has more heart. They, like, they're going to do things that they feel are going to be right, and I appreciate it. Like, come on. The WWE has left a sour taste in our mouth, not because of the product, not just because of the product, but because of the Saudi Arabia thing. That really rubbed me the wrong way. Now, I will say, if the women would have wrestled in Saudi Arabia... I'd shut up because then at least it was going towards something that is truly progressive and the state of the culture and the country would change. I feel that. But every time I see a picture of Jamal Khashoggi and everything that they did, that's pretty fucked up. Oh, absolutely. I told my friend about this, about that. And she said, wait, they kidnapped him, killed him, traveled with his dead body, cut him up, put him on the front yard. And the whole time the country was lying to America, lying to everybody, and then came out and said, yeah, we did it. And then WWE still went. And I said, yeah, she's never seen the WWE product. And she was like, I can't watch that. Because even if you're um, saying you're condemning it, you still go over there and make money. And money talks, yeah, you're on a contract. I get it. But, nah. And I feel like, I feel like I'm not the only one that feels that way. It, it's, a, it's a lot of uh, negativity regarding it. Yeah. Uh, Dana Brooke. I, mean, I know you can be bought, but still. <laughs> I, like I said, $5 million. <laughs> I, will, I will sing the praises of one Saudi Arabia. Oh man, Prince Saud, you're amazing. <laughs> ah, he's a piece of shit. No, continue. Dana Brooke busted up and bad at a main event taping. Ooh. Uh, ooh, girl, she bled like a stuffed pig. Shouts out to Dana Brooke. Shout out to Dana Brooke. She, she held her own too. Yeah. Love the fact that that it came out that she works hard. She's there to set up the ring just to get the extra time to practice. She's the hardest worker. She's lovable. Good for her. Yeah, they're saying, um, like, a lot of people are saying that she has made a full 360, like, or a full 180. They they can't believe how much she has grown and that she's focused. She's absolutely focused to trying to be better, not only in the ring, on the microphone. And I applaud and commend her. And I hope that this will lead to bigger and better stuff for her going down the line. Because she has the look. She is getting better in the ring. She's getting better on the mic. Her lips are still weird. But she's doing she's doing work. And I really appreciate it. And I'm a big fan. 
she'll she'll figure it out. Yeah, she'll find her niche. Um, so Kelly Kelly recently did an interview with uh, Scott Van Pelt, um, or Chris Van Fillet, whatever his name is, Chris Van Fillet, Flit. Um, basically talking Scott about Van Pelt, that's a different tool. I was like, she did an interview with SVP. No, nah, right. she did not. Um, <laughs> I'm tired. It's been a long day. Um, yeah. anyway, so she talks about her whole gimmick, doing the whole stripper thing. Um. Vince actually taught her the dance moves. You know what's sad? I can see it. Listen, Vince has always been down. Vince would never ask anyone to do anything he was never willing to do himself. True. Loved it. Just great. I can just imagine Vince shaking his ass. And then you're going to do it like this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Last bit of news. Not news, but it's a great fucking tweet from one Samoa Joe. Uh, his Father Day tweet, I would like to express my gratitude for all the over- overwhelming amount of Happy Father's Day wishes I've received from the many people I've sunned over my career. Sincerely, the champion of the United States, Samoa Joe. Fucking Samoa Joe. <laughs> the man is a whole legend in these streets. Woo! Fire. Oh, my I fucking love that man. Samoa Joe would be the craziest battle rapper on earth. Oh my god, yeah. The man is a genius. And oh. he still can sell you a house in the state of California. He can? He's a li- he's a licensed realtor. That's how he uh, supported himself during his indie wrestling days at the beginning. Oh, well, shit. All right. Yep. Buy um, a house with Samoa Joe. Do you got any other news? I have nothing. That was everything that I wanted to talk about. The Los Angeles Lakers fucked up. You don't trade away three oh. first round picks, fucking three young uh, studs for Anthony Davis. How could you hedge your bets? Why? Okay, I I think they only did it because they really wanted to get him out of there, and they are so gung ho on the idea that Zion will in fact sign with them. Like he will be drafted, but he still holds. All the cards. Wait, the draft is tonight, right? Uh, is it? I don't think it is. Okay. Well, he still has the option to go back to school for another year. And if I was Zion, I'd do it. I'd hold out because you're still going to be the number one pick. Like, you're still going to be the number one pick. Hold out for another year. I, you will be there again and people will like you can go to the team that you really want to go to because it's being reported that he did not want to go to um the pelicans right so if i was him i'd hold out i i'd hold out is and just go back to duke and which which sucks because you're young you're great there is the possibility of you getting injured and never being able to play again you know and that's money that you could have to feed your family. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I'd wait. If I was him, I'd wait. I'd wait to see how shit plays out because people are getting traded right now. Uh, the KD situation is still fresh. Um, like He could leave and go to New York or he can take that year because he's going to be out for a year. Yeah, He could take that year um, and still get paid by the Warriors. Um, Kyrie could leave and go to New York. Um, Jimmy Butler could go to New York. Um, 
Kawhi, he's most likely going to stay in Toronto. I would if I was him, but he could still leave. Like, there's so many, like, moving parts. I wouldn't want to risk going to the Pelicans thinking this is the place where I should be because I was, I'm the number one pick. And I don't know what else is going I would wait if I was, I'd definitely wait. Fuck the bullshit. Uh, all right, man. Uh, speedy recovered to Kevin Durant, uh, to, Kyle, yeah. uh, to Clay Thompson. Um, damn. damn, the Warriors got decimated in one game. They got decimated, and I felt horrible for them. Uh, but I got a good song for them when we get out of here. Yeah. Bad days are over. Hey. All right, see y'all next week. Peace. Been looking for the perfect beat, but 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 perfect beat. Dancing on the cloud to the sounds of emergency, and everything still staying purple. We love adversity. Lit the fireworks early. Bad day, feel like an ashtray. It's like breaking into prison, trying to get into the masquerade just to grab some cake. Because a legend once told me every day is Saturday. I got too much, too much, too much in my cup. I don't sleep. Acid reflux, the universe trying to tell me, listen up, because I shine like a new pair of handcuffs. It's all that I can share, she's always in my hair. Bad days gone, spare time is rare. I know you wanting me to scream like I care, but I probably overthink and hold a drink up in the air. Yeah.